Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're tuning into the Hot Spot Radio Show with Dexter. Are you ready for some hot talking debate from today's guest panel? The show starts now. Hello and welcome to today's show. What better way to kick off the first show of the new year than by discussing and handicapping this year's Oscars, Oscars race? The 87th annual Academy Awards are less than a month away, and the Oscar race is already very heated. Here to handicap your 2015 Oscars is resident hotspot movie critic and aficionado, Mr. Scott McIntosh. Welcome to today's show, Mr. McIntosh. Thank you for having me, Dexter. And I'm your host, I'm your hotspot host, Dexter Martin, bringing you the hot topics and new hot topics and new trends people are talking about. Okay, so let's jump right into this because I know you have a lot to um, say on the subject of the um, 2015 Academy Awards this year. First, I want to start out by asking you, what are you most looking forward to with this year's Oscars? Well, I think uh, prior to last night, SAG Awards, Dexter, we kind of, the pundits and the critics and the Oscar watchers, kind of felt like that many of the categories were already locked up. But then we got some surprises last night at the SAG Awards, and those are the Screen Actors Guild Awards for those casual followers. Um, The Screen Actors Guild, of course, is only made up of the actors' branch of the Academy. However, what, uh, what last night showed us is that all of these races are not locked up. And so that gives us a little bit of suspense heading into um, the Oscars ceremony in February. Okay. Now, what I want to do on today's show for the, um, as you say, the casual viewer out there is, I want us to go category by category. And when I say category, I'm talking, speaking as to the main categories like Best Picture, Best Director, Actor, Actress, Supporting Actor, Supporting Actress. And I want you to provide for the audience who, in your opinion, should get it, and who you think will get it and why. So which category would you like to start with, Mr. McIntosh? Um, So we're going to touch on the six main categories. Um, Why don't we start with Best Supporting Actress? Okay, let's start there. in In the Best Supporting Actress category, there are five nominees. One is Patricia Arquette from Medium fame on television. Most people would know her from that. Um, She is nominated for a a movie called Boyhood. Laura Mm -hmm. Dern, who is a veteran actress, is nominated for a movie called Wild. Kira Knightley, British actress, is nominated for The Imitation Game. Emma Stone, uh, most people that are casual moviegoers would know her from The Easy A. She is... um, and she's now a cover girl also, Um, she is nominated for Birdman. And finally, the iconic Meryl Streep. This will serve as her 19th nomination, the most of anyone ever. She is nominated for the fairy tale musical Into the Woods. 
And I think you asked me would, who who I think should win and who I think will win. Is that what you were saying? Yes, that's correct for yeah for us out here who may not be as up on the races as you are this year. Well, I think for this category, the will win will go to the um, actress who has won all of the Critics Awards leading up, and that's going to be Patricia Arquette for Richard Linkletter's Boyhood. She plays a struggling single mom and um, tries to navigate um, getting her children through the world as a single mom, and it's a very poignant and relevant performance that um, many people will be able to relate to. If I'm giving the should win, I'm going to go with an actress that I'm not overly fond of but was phenomenal in a film, and that was Emma Stone in Birdman. She really stole the show, and I believe that's what a supporting actress is supposed to do. And without that movie, without her in that movie, it's just not the same movie. Okay, wow. Wow, I love those predictions. I love that handicapping there. Okay, so... Let's move on to the actor in a supporting role. Well, best supporting actor is there's also another um, Hollywood veteran who is predicted to win. The nominees are Robert Duvall from The Judge. Now, you'll remember that Robert Duvall has an Oscar already for Tender Mercies. Um, Mm -hmm. We also have Ethan Hawke, who plays the single father in Boyhood, opposite of Arquette. We have Edward Norton from American History X, who was nominated years ago for that role. He is also in Birdman with Emma Stone. We have Mark okay. Ruffalo from Foxcatcher. And we have J.K. Simmons from a movie called Whiplash. And J.K. Simmons is, again, the critic's darling. He is um, the lock to win this. And I have seen his performance, and it is an incredible performance. Many of you might remember uh, the casual moviegoer might remember J.K. Simmons as the neo-Nazi skinhead in the television series Oz. And he was um, this really powerful character in Oz who was always seeking revenge on minority characters in that prison um, scenario. And in Mm -hmm. this movie, um, in this movie, he kind of pulls from that uh, genre. He is uh, very abusive to his band members physically and mentally, and just gives a performance that is just riveting. Now, I want to say I think uh, probably he should win, and I think he will win. I think that in the best supporting categories, unless some of the movie go or voters from the Academy take for granted that Arquette and uh, J.K. Simmons are going to win, I think, and then vote for someone else, that's the only mm-hmm. way they lose this. Otherwise, the two of them have this locked up. Okay, all right. And you think, in your 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 opinion, you think he should win and he will win. I, I do. I've seen all of the other performances, and the only one that comes close to him would be um, Edward Norton in Birdman. But this is this is one of those performances that, like Monique was when she was um, in the movie Precious. She stood heads above the rest. There was no one that was going to beat her, and this is the same kind of performance. He's not losing this Oscar. Okay. All right. All right. So for you out there listening in the audience, next up will be an actress in a leading role. Mr. McIntosh, what do you have for us? 
I do. I'm going to give you your five nominees, and then I'm going to give you a little backstory. And um, this this is my f- favorite category this year. Um, your five nominees are going to be Marion Cotillard for Two Days, One Night, which is a French film, Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything, Julianne Moore for Still Alice, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon for Wild. Now, um, Julianne Moore is one of my favorite actresses. She's been knocking around Hollywood for years and started out on As the World Turns as Franny and Sabrina as an Emmy winner there. And then she transitioned to the big screen and has taken a lot of risks in her career. Um, she was in shortcuts and did full frontal nudity. She was in Boogie Nights. Um, she's just done so many different things. The end of the affair that she was nominated for. So she's been around forever. And the screen, she won the Screen Actors Guild Award for Best Actress last night, and that pretty much puts her as a lock for Best Actress. And she has been nominated five times prior, so this is her sixth nomination. There is no one out there that is more deserving of an Oscar than Julianne Moore, and she looks like she's finally going to get hers, and I'm going to be right there to see it and very happy. Mm-hmm. I believe she should win, and I believe she will win. Okay. Now, I do have a question um, that is not necessarily related to this actress in a leading role, but I see Felicity Jones is um, is nominated for The Theory of Everything. So what is your take on her performance as it's been so raved about since that movie uh, made its appearance? Well, The Theory of Everything tells the story of Stephen Hawking, and the more showy, the showier role is that of Eddie Redmayne, who actually has to play Stephen Hawking and goes from a walking, normal human being to starting to struggle with his movements due to this um, neural disorder. And so the showy role is for Eddie Redmayne here. But the anchor of this film, the quiet anchor, is Felicity Jones. And she was incredible in the movie. There are great things in the future for Felicity Jones. She's a very young actress um, and very malleable. And I believe that she is certainly worthy of this nomination and I don't think she will beat Julianne Moore just because of you've got the steamroll effect of an actress who's been nominated for her sixth time and still hasn't won. But certainly Felicity Jones belongs in this category. Okay. All right. Great. Great. Now for an actor in a leading role, who are the nominees and – An actor in a leading role, we have, of course, five nominees – The first is Steve Carell from a movie called Foxcatcher. Now the casual moviegoer knows Steve Carell from the Jon Stewart show, The Daily Show. He knows him from all those kinds of things, this funny guy. Steve Carell gave an impeccable, creepy performance, and he transcended that screen to where you – I mean, I was just enthralled with his performance, almost to the fact that I didn't think that it was Steve Carell up there. It was it was like he put on this prosthetic nose to play this part of this murderer, and he became just this totally different individual that, than we're used to seeing him, and I was enwrapped with his performance. It was one of my favorite of the year. Beyond that, we've got Bradley Cooper in American Sniper, and talk about a movie and a performance that is gaining momentum. 
We're going to get to this in just a few minutes with Best Picture. But um, this movie has broken all kinds of box office records with two weekends in a row. It's up over $201 million now, and um, Bradley Cooper is only gaining momentum from here to February. So um, watch out for him. Beyond that, you've got Benedict Cumberbatch, who has also gained critical acclaim and praise for his role um, as a codebreaker during World War II and as a closeted man. He is in the imitation game and was also a powerful performance. This Best Actor category was so stacked this year. I mean, mm-hmm. there were a good, good 10 to 12 actors that could have been nominated and would have been just in being nominated. Um, our fourth nominee is Michael Keaton from Birdman. Now, most people are going to know Michael Keaton from the Batman series. He played Batman years ago. Um, he played Birdman, and he played an aging comic book actor. Um, he had taken from – it was a comic book that had been made into a movie called Birdman. And then it was a series um, of movies called Birdman, Birdman 2, etc., well, he is now an aging actor, and he's become a stage actor, and he's grappling with this whole thing of his conscience of he was this big megastar, and now he's just a stage actor. This movie was symbolic of Hollywood as a whole. This movie was how blockbusters, uh, the summer blockbusters, you know, Mission Impossibles and Independence Days and all those, this movie was about that versus the art house film and the art of acting and the fine, the independent. So there was this movie was about also actors who are mega, mega stars, and then they have nowhere to go but down and to fall from grace and glory, and that we're going to age and everybody's going to age, and there's no escaping it no matter how much Hollywood fights it with plastic surgery, etc. This movie was so symbolic and so, this performance was so incredible. Um, I believe Michael Keaton should win the Oscar. I believe he might win the Oscar. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, The last nominee is Eddie Redmayne, and he plays Stephen Hawking in The Theory of Everything. And when I say the waters got a little muddy last night, Everyone expected Michael Keaton to win that SAG, and he didn't. Um, Eddie Redmayne won the SAG last night. And so when you look at the Academy voting block, there are 6,028 voters in the Academy of Arts and Sciences. Mm -hmm. 1,176 of those are actors, so roughly 20% of the full voting block are actors. And typically, the SAGs signal which actors are going to win. So it makes me wonder now, everyone thought Michael Keaton was a lock, much like Julianne Moore. Veteran actor, been around forever, finally going to get his Oscar. It's his first nomination, though. Then comes Eddie Redmayne, who wins the SAG last night, and now you have to wonder, is the momentum going to be with Eddie Redmayne now, or... Are they both going to fall to the wayside with Bradley Cooper in this American Sniper craziness that's, you know, this hype of that movie? So we may have a three-horse race here for Best Actor, so we're going to sit tight on that one. 
But if you ask me who should win, mm-hmm. it's Michael Keaton. If you ask me who's going to win, I'm going to stick with I'm I'm going to stick with Michael Keaton. But I could see it going either way, either way for those three. So, and when you say those three, you're speaking about Michael Keaton, Bradley Cooper, and Eddie Redmayne. That's correct. Okay. Okay. But I'm going right. to stick with my I'm going to stick with my initial and say that Michael Keaton takes it. Okay. All right. I think I'll tell you why I think that. I think that Birdman is going to receive enough love through all branches of the academy, writers, producers, casters, directors, actors, costumes. I think it's going to receive enough spillover that your best actress is going to, or best actor is going to win in that role. And I, I just think that's why he'll win. And you think that that you think that because Hollywood can so closely identify with the movie Birdman. It is it is absolutely shows two dichotomies in the film. One is youth and beauty are always served and that we are all aging and there's no escape and Hollywood fights it tooth and nail and now, you know, many people uh, are doing that through cosmetic surgery and all of these remedies and trying to stay young. And on top of that, it's got your, okay, do I stay true to my heart and go be a serious actor, a stage actor? Do I go try to do Broadway? Do I try to challenge myself in those genres? Or do I want to make 25 more million dollars and go make a bit another big blockbuster that I've already made 12, kind, 12 of that kind of movie? I think Hollywood identifies with this film, and and I think that he will eventually win out. Okay. So then that brings us to the next category, Best Picture. Now, you've just spoken on Birdman uh, just I, um, just now. So for the audience out there, give the remaining uh, Best Picture nominees and just a brief synopsis of each. Okay, before we jump to that final best picture, do you think, do we have time to squeeze in best director or no? I can talk very quickly on best director. Yes, um, we want to do best director and best picture. Yes, we do. Okay, well, as we know, best director and best picture, can they can split. Sometimes like last yes. uh, a couple of years, Life of Pi won best director, but it did not win best picture. Crash won Best Picture, but it did not win Best Director. So sometimes the Academy can split on these two. And I think that may be what we're headed toward. I really do. Um, I think that the Best Director is locked up. I think Richard Richard Linkletter, who took 12 years to film the movie Boyhood, Mm -hmm. and he kept the same cast, the same cast of characters, the same actors playing the same characters for 12 years of their lives. So it's about this little boy who you get as a you know a little kid, a six year old when he first starts filming, and when he finishes filming, or an eight year old, I think he was eight, and then when he finishes filming, he's twenty. So it's all about this boy coming into manhood, and Richard Linkletter. It's something that's never been done before. He filmed the movie for a week or two at a time over a twelve year period, and. And all actors who started the film committed and stayed on with the film through that 12 years' time. It's really an accomplishment, and he will win Best Director. There is no question about that. Now, whether or not he wins Best Picture with that remains to be seen. Okay. So I think we're, 
I think he should win for his vision. I think he will win for his craft. Um, I think he's well-respected, and, and he will win that Best Director um, Oscar. Now, if you want, we can move to Best Picture. Um, and I think I've already talked about uh, Boyhood to some degree and Birdman. Yes. So what are you wanting yes. me to From here, you're wanting me to... Um, identify the other uh, Best Picture nominees and give a brief synopsis of each. Okay. So there are um, eight films yeah, eight films that received a nomination this year, and I've already spoken about Boyhood and Birdman uh, in some degree or another. I've talked a tiny bit about American Sniper, and American Sniper is based on a true story. It's about um, the what's a man that's considered to be the best sniper in American history, and he has a split decision to make, much like snipers do day in and day out of whether or not he's going to pull the trigger. And the film is then about his the fallout from the decision he makes and how he adjusts back at home after he has come home from the war. And obviously, this film is very relevant in this time with all of the attacks from ISIS and overseas, all of the things going on. I don't... I think American Sniper is gaining so much momentum... Dexter, and has made over $202 million in two weekends at the box office mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. because it is so relevant. It has its thumb on the pulse. And I don't want to say that the American people want revenge, but this movie allows them to get a glimpse inside of what goes on when we're trying to take out a terroristic enemy like this and the decisions that have to be made. It's very relevant and the American people, much like the Japanese people, much like the British people all around the world, we're tired of this holy war. And so I, I think that this film is, is striking a nerve with a lot of people in this country, and that's why it's making so much money and gaining so much momentum. Now, the, mm-hmm. downfall, for America, uh, the downfall for American Sniper is going to be typically pictures that are nominated for Best Picture but are not nominated for Best Director – do not win the Oscar. And American Sniper, Clint Eastwood, was not nominated. So I don't think it has it enough to put it over the top, especially when you've got Birdman, which is appealing to Hollywood, and you've got uh-huh. Boyhood, which is going Boyhood's going to appeal to a wide range of people. Um, beyond that, we've got the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is um, West Bentley's fun quirky comedy and Selma the March on Washington or I'm sorry the March on Selma for the voting rights the theory mm-hmm. of everything the imitation game and when we have the whiplash with JK Simmons which is about uh forming a jazz band I believe um that you really have probably a three horse race here it's between okay. American Sniper American Sniper Boyhood and Birdman and I kind of looked at the box office. You know, um, the the Academy often gets pegged and says, hey, you never reward a big budget film. You never reward a big box office uh, movie. You always do these little indie or these little art house films or these little tiny budget films. Well, at this point, Boyhood has made $25 million. Birdman has made $30 million. And as I said, Sniper is over $200 million. 
So if the Academy hears that message, American Sniper could be awarded. Otherwise, I'm leaning toward Birdman now uh, after the Screen Actors Guild. I would have said Boyhood, but now I'm leaning toward a split with Boyhood getting Best Director for Richard Linkletter, and I think Birdman may take the Oscar. I don't know. Okay. We'll see, though. It's exciting. I was glad. I was glad that the usual suspects that we thought were going to win didn't win the SAGs last night, because I came off my couch and I said, "We've got ourselves a race." Right. So, out of the Best Picture nominees, if, if someone in the audience has to, had to pick to choose one of the movies to see, which movie would you suggest and why? Well, I would say to the audience, it depends on the mood you're in. (laughs) Um, If you just want a simplistic um, tale, sweet tale that everybody can relate to, you know, I I would say your answer is boyhood. If you Mm -hmm. want something that is very symbolic and is um, kind of gives this the, the overview of Hollywood and the struggles that they go through, that's Birdman. Sniper, of course, is if you want something intense, and I mean riveting, suspenseful. Um, The Theory of Everything is a sweet movie. If you want something that is historic, you've got Selma or The Imitation Game, and if you want something funny and quirky and just off the beaten path, you've got The Grand Budapest Hotel. And I can't steer you wrong with any of those eight. If you go see them, you're you're in good shape one way or the other. Okay. So out of all of the categories that you've gone through, you've handicapped and predicted, which category are you most looking forward to and you feel will have you on your edge of the, will have you on the edge of your seat Oscar night? I think it's uh there are two categories that are the ones to watch and the ones to watch are best picture and which is fun for everybody, you know, um, and Best Actor. I think those are the two that um, we're not going to know until that name is called who that is. The others, you can kind of rely on. Mm, Okay. So uh, for those out there in the audience who may be wondering, so what are you going to be doing Oscar night? Are you going to be at a party, or how are you going to celebrate Oscar night this year? Well, you know, I've done lots of different things over the years for Oscars. I've traveled to different cities and gone to private functions, and I've gone to Oscar functions. We've been to New Orleans. We've been to uh, Chicago, New York. We've been kind of, you know, everywhere for all these uh, functions. I've stayed at home and hosted people on Oscar night. I've gone to other people's parties. This year, I probably am going to go to a local function, and um, I like to go, and I like to you know, bet a little on the on what I call the horses or the races or whatever. And um, I, I also have to have, if you're going to do that, you have to have a little bit of a knowledge of all the other 15, 16 category, 15 categories. Um, so I do my research and I go see my movies and pick my favorites and and hope for the best. So it should be a good night. All right. Fun night. All right, audience, there you have it from our resident um, film critic and aficionado, Mr. Scott McIntosh. And for you out in the audience wondering, the Oscars will be live on ABC Sunday, February 22nd, 7 p.m. 
p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And Mr. McIntosh, once again, thanks so much for your thorough breakdown and handicapping and prediction of the six main Oscar uh, 2015 categories. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dexter. It's my favorite time of the year. (laughs) Okay, for you. For those of you in the audience, thanks so much for listening, and hopefully your Oscar predictions will win, or nominees. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Hey, guys. I want to thank today's guest for hot discussion and debate, and you for listening to the Hot Spot Radio Show with Dexter. And remember, the Hot Spot Radio Show with Dexter where hot discussion and debate happens the last Wednesday of every month. Thanks again for tuning in, and talk with you later.